Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica and I am one of your co-hosts and I'm like always and so glad to be joined by my bestie Tara. Hey spooksters. Today is our February listener story. So we hope that you enjoy these spooky stories that are coming from our listeners. If you would like a story to be read on the show on a listener's episode, do so by DMing the Facebook like page or the email, email preferably because it's really easy to keep track of it that way. I know that Instagram has like issues with like the amount you can type. And so sometimes that like causes issues. Yeah. So we love these stories stories. So definitely do that. Send them our way. We love to read them. And one of the things that we would we were talking about, Tara and I had like a little powwow about, we would really like if when you're writing stories, if you could include your pronouns, because we want to be as inclusive as possible. So definitely include those within your story or at the beginning. That way we can be so respectful because we want to be respectful and inclusive. We appreciate that going forward. Yes. We're on all the socials, which are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. If you want to hang out with us on like more personal, we are in our Facebook group, which is Three Spooked Girls Official. It's so fun in there. There's so many fun things that happen and memes and conversations and book club and random lives because we're weird and they're just like, hey, we have this thought. Let's go live and like talk to people. You know, we do weird things in there. Yeah. So definitely check it out. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For little as a dollar, you get an extra bonus episode each month. $2 and up gets you slaughters, which is where I tell you a story in a very vague way, a movie plotline in a very vague way, and then you try to guess it. And then the other part of slaughters is like the third week of the month, I tell you a really weird, it's not that the movie is weird, it's the way I tell it is weird. It's mysterious. Yes. People who think in like timey-wimey, if you get that reference, (laughs) thought processes, you will enjoy it. If someone telling you a story not in linear fashion bugs you, you probably wouldn't. But for most part, my husband thinks it's hilarious and Tara likes it. So yeah, it's fun. I got two people who are fans. (laughs) (laughs) And then if you're a $5 and up patron, you get access to Haunted Grounds, which is Tara's amazing new segment where well, it's newish is the newer one of them, Mm -hmm. where she talks about a cafe beverage. So far, it's been coffee. I'm still hoping out for like, you know, maybe a tea or like a 
flavored energy drink or some, you know, something else. She's peer pressuring me, guys. God. <laughs> she talks about a haunted or a possessed object. There we go. I had a really hard time saying that earlier today. It took me four times. Uh, <laughs> So with that, we're going to get right into reading the stories. I'm going to hand it over to Tara. She's going to read us a story from one of our fantastic listeners. Yes. So this first one comes from Chandler. Chandler writes, Hey, ladies, my name is Chandler. I'm a wife and mom of two in Phoenix, Arizona. I really love your podcast and actually have a couple stories I think you might like. One is actually pretty sweet and the other is pretty sketch. Enjoy. And I'm reading the sketch one because is anybody fucking surprised at this point? No. The story takes place when I was 14, but I need to preface. When I was 12, my family and I moved to Mesa, Arizona into this beautiful gray brick house. Not too much longer after moving in, my mom got the devastating news that her 26-year-old brother's brain cancer was back and this time it was terminal. My parents, out of all the siblings, were doing the best financially, and so when they got this horrible news, they opened their home to him and his young wife to come live with them while he lived out his last few months. My room was the only room besides the master bedroom that had an attached bathroom, so I moved into my younger sister's room while they stayed in my room. He lived about eight months and then passed away in my room. Now, at 13 years old, I knew logically that just because somebody dies in your room does not mean anything bad, but it's still a little creepy. I moved back into my room and decided not to sleep on the side of the bed that he died on, queen-size bed. Almost a year later, I'm now 14. It's just a normal school night, nothing out of the ordinary. I got into bed and eventually fell asleep. I don't know how long I'd been asleep, but all I know is that all of a sudden, I was awakened by someone saying my name. I kept my eyes closed and wanted them to think I was still asleep until I hear my name again and realize I didn't recognize the voice. So I opened my eyes and there, standing at the end of my bed, was a dark, shadowy figure. My room was dark, but my door was slightly ajar and there was a nightlight in the hallway, and so I could just make out this dark figure. I closed my eyes thinking, I'm dreaming, this isn't real. But then I distinctly hear my name again, but much louder. I open my eyes again and it's moved closer. So I get up to hightail it out of there, but to my horror I realized I cannot move. Oh, no. Sleep paralysis. As all of this is going through my head, this dark figure starts saying, Chandler, I need to tell you something. Much louder and much more urgent. I watch it move from the end of my bed to the side, and it starts to slowly move towards where my head is. Chandler, I have to tell you something. Chandler, Chandler, I need to tell you something. Just louder and louder and more frantic, and this whole time I'm just trying to get up. I'm in tears at this point, and my heart is racing. Right as it's approaching the head of my bed, I close my eyes, and with all my might, I finally get up, beeline across my room, and down the hallway to my parents' room. I could see that their light was still on. I burst in, just in tears, and find my mom and just crumble into her. My dad was a firefighter, so he was gone that night on shift. I'm sobbing to my mom and telling her what I had just experienced. She's trying to calm me down, telling me it was a dream, but I've had nightmares before, and that was not a nightmare. It was too real. Then she's saying that it must have been my uncle trying to communicate with me. Kind of serious, but kind of joking. And I'm telling her, no way. That thing was evil. There was nothing light or calm about the presence in my room. That was not my uncle. After a little while, I've calmed down. I'm thinking now, maybe it was just a dream. My mom takes me to my room and of course nothing is there. That was the first night I slept on the side of the bed my uncle died on. That seemed less creepy than whatever was happening on the other side of the bed. The next morning, my siblings and I all get up. I come from a religious family and every morning before school, we would do scripture study. So one thing you should know, 
this house we lived in had a half basement with one bedroom in it that was directly beneath my room. My two brothers slept in that room. Anyways, we are all gathering for scripture study and my younger brother, who was 11 at the time, comes up to me and says, Chandler, I had a really weird dream last night. All of a sudden, the events of that night came flooding back to me and I said, oh yeah? He goes on and says, yeah, I had this dream that I was in your closet for some reason and I'm looking out into your room and I see you laying in bed and then there was someone in there trying to talk to you. But that was it. I don't know. So random. My heart stopped. I got this pit in my stomach, but then I think, no way. He must have heard everything. So I just say, oh, shut up. I know you heard me last night. Don't even say that. He gets this confused look on his face and was like, what are you talking about? Something to know about my brother. He's very funny and will pull silly pranks, but he will always admit to them. Always. He's pretty self-centered and has been his whole life and loves the attention and loves to take credit for stuff. But he denied it and even got mad when I kept not believing him. It's been 14 years and he still remembers all of that, but swears he had never heard anything that night and just thought it was a weird dream. That's how I knew this was not a dream. This happened. I've heard of sleep paralysis and that may have been a little bit of what I experienced, but I also believe that there are spirits that will take advantage of you not being fully connected to your body. I've never experienced anything like that ever again. I've had scary dreams dreams that I wake up in a panic from, but never anything like that. That was the scariest thing I have ever experienced, but it doesn't keep me from loving horror movies. Sleep paralysis stuff, it freaks me out. No, thank you. Me too. I don't like it at all. (laughs) All right. Tell us our next story. So it comes from Samantha, and Samantha had sent us several other stories. So this is kind of like a continuation Yeah. She talked about going to a graveyard. So we're going to continue to talk about the graveyard in this story. But it's going to get a little bit more familiar, as in family. Now, when I got older, I would ride with my parents to the graveyard and take pictures and just drive around. I was still weirded out, but after a while, I wanted to go do it all the time. I also watched Omar Gosh, CJ Fajan, Patty from the G-Team, Steve Huff, and all the good paranormal investigators on YouTube. There was an app called Necrophonic that lets you talk to the spirits. And it was like $10 on Google Play and all the investigators use it. So I was like, all right, it's legit. I use it when I wanted to try and talk to family members on the other side. So far, three of them have come through for me. And it's truly amazing. My grandma passed away in 2019. My cousin died in 2018 at the age of 24. And my great grandmother died in 1992 or 1993, but I'll still visit her grave even though she did die before I was born. My grandma was buried at the Veterans Cemetery in Natchez Trace in Tennessee, so I'll go there and put flowers down and I'll take my four-year-old Delilah out of the car so she can say some stuff. They got really close before my grandma passed. She was in hospice at her house and Delilah would get up on her bed and watch TV with her all the time. The last time we were there, I had the app out and I was talking and she came through and told me she loved me. I couldn't help but cry when she came through. And then she said, don't cry. I'm okay. Delilah came over to me to cheer me up. And when she was walking over, my grandma says, she's gotten so big. And then I didn't hear her after that. My cousin Danny died when he was 24 from drug complications. He was a heroin addict and he tried to detox himself in 2017 and almost died from it. He had to stay in the hospital for three months. Most of his teeth were taken out and he had an infection in his heart valve and had to go on dialysis and a pacemaker was put in his chest all at 24. We were super close growing up but when we got older
sister and family drama, my older cousin's wife, came in the picture, we all started staying away from each other. Before Danny passed away in March of 2018, my grandma and grandpa were both in the hospital together in Missouri. My grandpa was dying of congestive heart failure, and my grandma had a brain tumor caused by her breast cancer. When we took a trip up there, hardly anyone spoke to each other other than my parents and my aunt and uncle. My sisters and I stayed to ourselves. We didn't talk to anyone in the family while we were up there. We could tell Danny had been using again, but we didn't say anything. He would get up and move around. He was really sweaty and was getting irritated really fast. That was the last time I saw him and I didn't say anything. It kills me that I could have swallowed my pride and at least had a decent conversation with him before we left. We weren't able to go to the funeral because of all the drama going on, but I put money towards his cremation. Sorry for the long explanation, but... On my birthday, September 13th, we went to the cemetery to put flowers down on my great-grandma's grave. I had the Necrophone app on and I kept hearing my name come through. Someone kept saying Sam over and over again. My fiance says, you need to answer them because they're trying to get your attention. So I pull over and I ask who was trying to contact me. And my cousin came through and said, me, Danny. I immediately started crying hysterically and I told him I loved him. And he said, I'm okay now. I'm happy. And that was the last time he came through for me on there. It was just amazing to hear his voice again. To know he was trying to contact me was the best thing that could have ever happened on my birthday. I also had my great grandma come through before when I would change her flowers. I made a comment of saying, I really need to change these often. And she came through and says, you don't have to do that for me. It shocked me because I've never met her and didn't even think her spirit was still around the cemetery. The same day of my birthday, before my cousin came through, we were at her grave and putting up fall decorations. And I was about to get into the car when my fiance grabbed my arm really fast and started cussing. I thought he got bit by a damn spider or some kind of bug, but he showed me there were three scratch marks down his arm. It was crazy, but nothing bad happened happened after that, which I'm glad. Sometimes I get the feeling that I'm being watched, especially at work in a new office building that used to be a gas station and the occasional noises here and there. And also the small basket that we have coloring pages in moved almost off the table in our lobby about a week ago or so. But other than that, I haven't had any recent experiences that will startle me like others. I really hope you all enjoyed my long ass stories and I tried to make it short, but shit happens. LOL. Thank you, ladies. Keep being awesome. All right. We want to say thank you to our newest patrons since our last listeners episode. We want to say thank you to Savannah, Jason, Ember, Marsha, Elizabeth T for upgrading to $5 annual, Joanne, James for switching to annual, Kimber, Sylvia, Carly, Tiffany, Brittany, Dawn, Erica, Amanda, Brittany, Crystal for increasing to our $10 tier, Jasmine, Amy, and Dan. Thank you all so, so much for supporting the show. It means the world to us, and we are so grateful to have you in the Spookster Club. Yes, thank you so much. Hey, fellas, we're in the thick of winter and a storm's a brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Manscaped's Performance Package is the best buy of 2021. The Performance Package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag. I love it. Have you ever noticed how nasty nose and ear hair is? In fact, 79% of partners polled admitting that long nose hair is a major turnoff, which makes complete sense. 
Luckily, Matt is always groomed in all the right places, so I don't have to deal with any of that. I mean, my husband has a mustache, so I often wonder, like, because he has a beard and mustache on the beard. I often wonder if it's, like, combined, but he does really like the Weed Whacker. Since he has obtained it, he uses it quite frequently, and I appreciate it. And I think he does, too, because we both have sinus issues, and I think it helps him clean out his sinuses better. I love it. I love it. This bundle also comes with the Crop Preserver, which is their anti-chafing ball deodorant that will make his balls smell nice and make him feel like his testes are walking in a winter wonderland. Get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code SPOOKEDGIRLS. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code SPOOKEDGIRLS. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. All right. Our next story comes from Carrie. They write, Dear Jessica, Tara, and Kate. I love when they include the Bell Witch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I found your show in the early days of the pandemic, and it's been the best thing I've ever stumbled across. I love your content and always wanted to submit a story. Before I jump into my story, here's a little bit of background. I've been a lover of anything creepy and weird throughout most of my life. Over the last couple of years, I've decided to fully embrace my interests, which has developed into a hobby. I've amassed a small collection of various oddities and unique trinkets for my home office. I now have preserved bats and butterflies, an Aztec death whistle, animal bones, books on haunting, and post-mortem photo collections, just to name a few things. But one of my most prized possessions is a set of casket keys my husband bought for me on my 29th birthday, which is where my story begins. When I first got the casket keys, I stored them in a drawer in our dining room. A couple of months later, I pulled them out when I was organizing and left them sitting out on our china cabinet. Shortly after I set them out, I started getting really weird vibes, especially upstairs near our bedroom, which is directly above the dining room. For the next month or so, I kept getting weird vibes that I couldn't shake. It got to the point where I didn't feel like I was alone, even if I knew I was the only one at home. One night, my husband, my dog, and I were laying in bed. My husband had fallen asleep, and I had stayed up to read. I glanced over at my dog and noticed he was staring at something very intently. I didn't think anything of it at first, but the more I looked at my dog, the more I realized he was staring at a particular spot in the room. Still, I shrugged it off that maybe he was listening to traffic noise outside our house since his ears were perked up. But a few moments later, I noticed that my dog was now following something with his eyes, and he would not look away from whatever it was. He was watching something move around the perimeter of the room, all while never breaking eye contact. This happened for several minutes. At first, I thought maybe he was watching a bug fly around the room, but I quickly realized there was no bug. At that point, I really started to panic, but I couldn't tear my eyes away from my dog as he continued to watch this thing's movement around our room, back and forth, and then sometimes up the wall to the ceiling and back down, only to repeat the pattern. Occasionally, my dog would stop and continue to stare at the spot, but then after a few seconds, the movement would begin again and he would continue to watch. This went on for several more minutes, but finally stopped when my husband woke up. Even though I didn't feel any negative intent and my dog never got aggressive towards whatever it was, I still wasn't taking any chances. The next day, I saged my whole house, including the casket keys, and I've never had any happenings or weird vibes since. Thank you for reading my story, and thank you for keeping it real and keeping it fun. I think we all need more of that than ever these days. Stay spooky, Carrie. Oh, yay. Yay. Oh, my God. Yeah. It always freaks me out. Like, George is like a very talkative dog and also likes to bark. But then sometimes when he's like barking or whatever at nothing, I'm like, what are you seeing? (laughs) And it freaks me out because, yeah, I've definitely read like dogs can see stuff and are sensitive. So I'm like, oh, God, no, don't be a ghost, please. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you know that TikToker I watch online who sleepwalks? Sometimes I think she's talking to ghosts. Yeah. Because like the conversation she carries. I'm like, oh my God. But anyways, back to this. So our last story for this episode is coming from an anonymous person. It's a haunted jail. Ooh. So I'm excited. Okay. I work in a local county jail in Wyoming. I have lots of questions about Wyoming because I know hardly anything about it, except for my mom used to make these things called Wyoming cowboy cookies. And I want to know, is that a real thing? Are Wyoming cowboy cookies a thing? Let us know. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. (laughs) They're the chocolate chips that have coconut and nuts in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) My mom would be like, they're good. I'm like, it has coconut, but I like it. I don't like coconut. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I work in a local jail in Wyoming. We honestly don't get a lot of real nasty people that come in, mostly drunks. It's not a super old jail either. It was only built in the 60s or 70s. I've been at the jail as a tower control operator for around three years. It's fun and a fairly easy job. Well, we have, I'm not sure what you would call them, imprints or ghosts that hang around. Most of the time, we we hardly ever notice them. The tower gets really cold for a bit and then warms up. The cameras and the computers will have issues every so often. There are four main ghosts, and they put it in quotes, most everyone has seen or is unaware that they've seen. One is a detention officer. Funny thing is we've never had a detention officer die in the jail. We think he must have loved his job. Mm. I know, right? That just like made my heart so happy. I was like, mm-hmm. right? He loved his job, so he came back to hell. So if you're ever short-staffed, he's there. Aww. Love it. He walks in front of the tower window, making us all think it's one of the live officers. It often happens so quick you almost miss him, or he'll walk down a hall for a moment on camera. We have a newer ghost in A Block. He committed suicide a few years back because he didn't want to go to the penitentiary. He hangs out in the corner of the block at night, making us want to yell at the inmates for being awake. Surprise, they aren't. There's also a ghost in the kitchen. None of them cause issues or problems. They just hang around and cause us to be annoyed. A lot of people say it's moths. Oh, okay, people. I've never seen moths that big and human in front of me walking. You need to go to West Virginia. They have the Mothman. Maybe you just have a couple of Mothmen. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I get why they think it would be like moths on like the camera and then you think it's a person, but like, I don't know. That kind of wraps it up for us and for the month of February as far as the listeners' stories. Like I said earlier, if you want us to read a spooky story that you've had or an encounter, it also can be true crime. Mm -hmm. We've had people get permission from other people who've had stories. So if you know someone who has a really interesting story and you're like, hey, I'd like to share this story, ask them. We're fine with that. We give credit to whoever. Mm -hmm. So... If you want to share it, either DM the like page on Facebook or send it to us, send us an email, which is threespookedgirls at gmail.com. And we will love to read it for you. With that, we're going to sign off. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.